Hi, everybody. This is Joe. Just a quick note before we start this week's episode. We had a little technical difficulties with the recording, so we had to use a backup recording, which the sound quality is not quite as good. I couldn't balance out the differences in volume. There's some coughs in there that I would have liked to have taken out, but none of that happened this week. Apologies for that. Enjoy the show. So welcome to the Sports Plus show with Baker, Big D, and Joe. Um, I'm in the studio in Florence, Mass, and uh, <laughs> trying to maneuver. Of the three of us, we're sort of like three generations, and I'm the least likely person that should be in the studio in front of technology. <laughs> but here I am, and uh, trying to muddle my way through. Um, Matt is also a teacher and uh in Agawam so how's how's life Matt life is all right life is all right I'm sure you guys are, are anxious to to get at me with the Giants you know so well, I, yeah I'm better but no it's so listen um oh, you're right you're right the Giants we got it I mean the thing is that's going to be a short one but um I also want to mention um uh, uh the U.S. Open but the tennis was spectacular and then um Triller <laughs> how about you joe how are things out there on the west coast uh well just start we got our first rain in probably three months and now it's now that's dry. unusual isn't it no it does it's like oh, that every okay. year it's really dry in the summer and then the problem is once it comes it just keeps coming so now it's been raining for 20 hours straight and it's going to rain for another 20 and then once once november comes it just rains straight through till spring so it's it's a. Uh, it's it's less delightful than than most things. So it's not like Seattle. I, I love Seattle. What a great town. But it was in Seattle, every day had the chance of rain. It's very simple. Well, no, Seattle's not. Seattle's the same as here. It's like that for okay. five or six months a year. But the, anyone that lives in Seattle will tell you this, that people that, that live there over-exaggerate it. Otherwise, they realize the entire country would move to Seattle. Right. And it, well, it was weird, too, because the weather forecast when I was there for a week said rain every day and it didn't rain, you know, um, I mean, or it rained very little. Yeah. I mean, from April to October, it's it's gorgeous and it's, you know, it's on the water. So it's a little bit it's got a little bit of that sort of misty, wet air feeling. Same thing that you get, you know, in Boston or on Cape Cod. But it's Seattle's a great city. And I actually um, I have an interview next week for a. Um, podcast producer job at the university okay. of Washington. So, Oh, cool. Oh, great. Good luck. So may, may, actually, great. Yeah. may actually be moving yeah. up there. Oh, nice. neat. That'd be cool. But yeah, we, you were talking about technical difficulties, Daryl. I'm the one with all the technical training and I'm the one who had all the trouble <laughs> this morning. Couldn't get my Wi-Fi. To work. Hey. And it's actually the third time this has happened in the last month. Once when we were trying to, to get going in the morning. And then a couple of weeks ago, I had an interview for a tech support job. And it, I couldn't get my own internet to work. So it doesn't really look very good, but. No. <laughs> it's sort of like um, going to a job interview and forgetting to zip up your zipper, you know? <laughs> well, Been fortunately there, now, jo fortunately now job, job interviews are only from the waist up. So yeah. the last couple, like I've worn, you know, a shirt and tie, but just sweatpants right. or shorts underneath, right. so. I hope the I hope the rest of my professional life goes like that, and I never have to get out of sweatpants. That would be delightful. <laughs> there, you know what? There has been, I think, some. I, I've enjoyed some of the um, things that COVID has caused. 
the sweatpants like the, wearing? Like the, the death and the, uh, the economic destruction? No, not that. <laughs> not that. Um, no, I, I don't. I, giants. Okay. So, you know, I, honestly, I, I didn't even. You guys I didn't can hammer watch, me. Go ahead. Go ahead. Bring no, it I didn't even watch the uh, thing. I just read about it. So, were you? Were both of you guys watching it live? I watched the game, Matt. I don't want to hammer you. I want to climb through the internet and give you a hug. I mean, that was just horrible to watch. I mean, I, there's there's so well, much just, wrong. just the uh, penalty at the end or no no, no there's so much wrong with this team there's so much wrong with this team the, the offensive line is awful and now they yep. they've got a center with a broken leg which isn't going to help things the the and i've spoken out against his judge's style of coaching but that sort of one note scream all the time doesn't do any good if your team's really undisciplined like that's supposed to be his thing, discipline, and they got stupid penalties. They had an offsides on a third and short that turned it into a third and long that turned into a sack that took him out of field goal range. The, if it wasn't for Gary Gnu, the kicker of the, of the universe, the game wouldn't have been close. Um, I, I just, I, man, I like I texted to you, Matt. That could be a one or two win team. Well, wait a minute. So, but they're they're Barkley's a great runner. Yeah, but he he can he can only go so far behind that line, and he he could have had thirteen carries yesterday, something like that. So he's getting back touches. He had fifteen touches. Look, I mean, I, I I'm a fan, and and I'm always going to try to to find the the bright spot as dim as it might be, and I, it is a bad team. Football, I think, different than any other sport, and and my buy-in for it is that every moment is so important. Every moment can be so fragile. Um, that that is Bill Belichick's brilliance. Is that he's he knows? Yeah, football game is four quarters, but there's probably about six plays that determine the outcome of a football game, and he wins four out of those six plays, they win the game. I mean, that's you know, right. Does that make sense? And that's it. So, that's the Bills Parcells and, uh, and philosophy too. You, you can always say this team is the best team in the NFL. This team is the worst team in the NFL. And when you really get into it, I, I, I don't always think there's as much that separate the best from the worst as when you, you know, on the outside, oh yeah, this team is 15 and, and two, this team is two and 15, this team much, much, but everybody in the NFL is talented. There's talent on every roster. The margin of victory is so small and, and I think it can tilt so quickly just by going 0 and 2. If the Giants won that game at one and one, I'm, I'm hopeful things can turn around to be positive. Fifth, fifth year in a row, they started 0 and 2. Yes. Yeah. No. So now going zero and two, this organization, in my opinion, is a bottom five organization in the NFL right now, and that's saying a lot. This is the New York Giants. I always welcome. I always, welcome to the pile. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are, pile, we, are yeah. we putting them in the Jets? Uh, I, uh, oh no, yeah. But even oh, but even yeah. the Jets are trending up. The Jets will win more games than the Giants this year. Wow. The Jets wow. will win I mean, five it, games. I, the you only thing, think I the mean, Giants the Jets are... are in the AFC East. The only thing 
And I'm not trying to defend. I don't. I don't think the Giants have it in them to turn this season into a positive for a lot of reasons that I'm going to get into in a second. But at least the Giants are playing in the NFC East. So Where sometimes a 500 record is all you need. You just never know. Because all, all this being said, the Giants could have won that that game as bad as the Giants really are, and <laughs> as they could have won that game. Yeah. What does that say to the Redskins? Yeah. The Giants still put up 30 points against. We have to go back and bleep. Be. We have to go back and bleep that out. Matt what? said the R, you said the R word. They're the what? football team. What did I? Say? Oh, you're right. Yeah. They uh, yeah the Washington football team. They almost beat the Washington <laughs> football team. The they, R they, word which, by the way, which by I the was, way is the I dumbest like, thing. The, with you. <laughs> the fact that they're playing under that name for another season is the dumbest thing in the world. Well, you, people like it. Some people like that name. I do like the uniforms. I like the plainness yeah. in the uniforms, but I just—it's just so awkward. It is weird. It's—it's it, it's hard to say. But right, we would all probably say that the Washington Football Team has a decent defense, at least on paper. <laughs> The Giants put up 30 points, and it could have, should have been more if, if uh, Dan, and that was a bad holding call on Daniel Jones's long touchdown run. That was, you know, borderline. He let him go. Open field, you can't grab, you can't grab a player in the open I, field. I'm not, yeah, it, I'm not going <laughs> to run display like that. But it was, it was borderline. If you didn't call it, you would get it. Darius Slayton has to catch that ball. Oh, no, so, no, 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 no. I really, really, really object to the him getting all the blame on that. That ball was overthrown. If yeah, you but watch, it's catchable. If you watch, but if you watch, he had to really accelerate to catch up to it. And when you're running, there's two speeds, two full speeds that a receiver has. There's full speed running to get past the defensive back, and there's full speed to catch a ball. And they're two different speeds, and you can't catch a ball – when you're in full-on sprint mode. And he was still in full-on sprint mode to catch up to that ball. If he had been at, been under control enough to catch the ball, he wouldn't have caught up to it. So I, I, I'm, I'm, and I blame the announcers too, because, and you've, you've heard me rant about us kissing quarterbacks, butts, um, you know, up and down sports media for years. The announcers in that game is that is that the first Tom Brady reference of the day? Well, we'll call it an indirect <laughs> Tom Brady reference. But the announcers in that game with Buck and Aikman, the quarterbacks didn't make a mistake the whole game. And yeah. I'll tell you what, the other question I have for you, Matt, is would you rather have uh, Taylor Heineke or Daniel Jones right now? Well, look, I mean, did Daniel Jones play that bad? No. Here's, so here's that's good. He that's didn't. good to hear from you here's, saying that he played okay. He's Daniel Jones is fine when he's not being pressured, but as soon as there's there's pressure on him, this is one yeah. thing I noticed last night. Every play where there was pressure on him, he either made a bad throw or a bad decision or both. And if I were his offensive coordinator, I would tell him the at the first sign of the protection break breaking down, you just run. Yeah. The other the the other problem, <laughs> and I, I I still try to watch games, uh, tend to watch games as a coach, and that, so I'm watching the five offensive linemen and sort of grading them on each play, and I would say seventy five percent of the plays they had at least two breakdowns on the offensive line, and you it doesn't matter what you do on offense or who you have, you're not going to be successful. So I think although it may be unfair to judge him. 
he is really bad under pressure and you can't survive in the NFL like that. I totally right. agree. I 1000% I agree. I think Daniel Jones can be a, a, a fair, decent quarterback in the NFL. I think in the right team on a right offensive line, he, he absolutely is a playoff winning caliber type of player. He's very smart, but I think he chokes in that, in that moment. And the giants O line is garbage. I, there were three things two things stuck out to me watching the game and then a few extra post game jason garrett should be fired awful awful play calling very vanilla I, i'm texting my brother in 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 the game right after that saquon barkley run i go oh here's going to be a loss end around and what do you know end around <laughs> loss three yards why he does that after every big play i don't understand he's so vanilla he's he's predictable Jason Garrett needs to move. He's not creative enough in today's kind of offense. And I, I think Dave Gettleman needs to be fired before Monday. It's just clear his, his draft selections of our Cardarius Tony this year, and I'm going to get to him in a second, is, is laughable. Is la I know he brought, he, he put together the team in, in Carolina that went to the Super Bowl the more I see what he's doing to the giants, the more I'm putting Cam Newton as like, this dude might be the best quarterback ever because <laughs> he overcomes so much in Carolina. I, the, the pendulum has shifted to, it was a thin line of Joe judge style of coaching. This team can buy in and be successful. A loss like this in week two, in my opinion, you're now, you are on the verge of a monumental 0-17 type of disgraceful season. It's it, it, it literally is that close, in my opinion. And go ahead. I was to say, they're not getting the benefit of the one thing that Joe Judge is supposed to bring you, right? Which is that sort of hard-nosed discipline. We're going to be a, you know, we're not the Stay Raiders. Free. Yeah, we're yeah. going to be the Patriots. We're not going to be the Raiders. Well, they're they're as sloppy as a, a, yeah. any team I've seen in the last twenty years. Yep, and and so post game now, you've got Cardarius Tony go head, heads to Twitter like every other athlete does now, <laughs> and th this is his quote right after the game after losing this heartbreaker. This is it. I don't be mad. S word, swear, just be lame to me for real. Which is, which is he, referring to him playing 19 snaps and getting and three balls thrown, I think, to him. Not being involved. Dude, you missed, you couldn't get a cleat to fit in the pre in, in training camp. You're out. You, you had no time in preseason. And his mentality is another friend come, comes out. One and, and, and part of his group comes to Twitter and says, no use of having a sports car and not driving it. And it's just like, this is the NFL. You don't just get to put on a Jersey and, and, and run wild. This idea that you're just going to show up. You don't need training camp. You don't need OTAs. You don't need to practice. You don't need preseason. And now, well, let's get the kid five touchdowns every like. I just don't get it. So and did, that he, did he? Sorry, did he skip camp and all that stuff? Did he yes, hold out? Yes. Oh, okay. He, yes, he. he but well, was it over? Do you remember? 
I, rookie training camp, he had that cleat problem. And so he missed like the first three days because he couldn't get a cleat to fit. It was very, very fishy. I, I very, love that you assume, I love that you assume we know this stuff. I haven't paid attention to the right. Giants till, till right. Thursday night. Yeah, this yeah. Is right. I apologize. So yeah. I'll fill yeah. you in a little bit. And I'll be brief. What, it's draft, just what draft number was Tony? So Tony was the one. Giants had the 11th pick. 11th, they okay. traded with the Bears, who got Justin Fields. Man, do I wish the Giants had Justin Fields right now. The Bears get Justin Fields at 11. The Giants go back to 20. At 20, they had their choice of uh, defensive. They could have had pretty much any defensive pass rusher they wanted. Uh, They could have had, uh, they had tier two offensive linemen. And then they had basically their choice of tier two wide receivers. Um, Rondell Moore, Elijah uh, uh, Moore, um, Rashad Bateman, and then Cardarius Tony. They go with Cardarius Tony, this gadget play guy. I, I, I was not a fan of it at the beginning. Come rookie OTAs, the dude misses the first three practices because his cleat wasn't fitting right. It didn't feel good. <laughs> then he has some injuries. Then he's got some he's got some Twitter stuff going on here and there, but basically he's absent for rookie OTAs, all of training camp, preseason. He's not involved in the offense, and then he's creating these these the it just. Well, I'm not. Hang, I'm doing like some kind of instant research here, and I he participated in camp. Like I'm looking at articles from August 5th, and he's you know progressing nicely, continues to advance. So it's not like he missed all of camp. He did. He was with the team. He was participating in things. He was definitely going to meetings. Even if, he, and 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 I gotta push back on the cleat thing a little bit because if you're a professional athlete and you spend hours, you know, whatever, 30, 50, 60 hours a week working on your body, and you get to a, a professional organization and they've got they can't properly outfit outfit you with equipment, especially if it's early camp and they're talking about your shoes, I absolutely would have held out until I got something. That was I can't believe he couldn't get shoes. Do you, do you go, Joe, you've yeah. got the job interview coming up. Are you going to, you know, you have a job interview, you show up 10 seconds before it starts or you show up in a half hour, 45 minutes, like things happen. This, this idea that you're, you can't get a cleat to fit. You are, you're right, Joe, you're a professional athlete. I don't blame no, the organization. This is, my shoe size. I, this is my shoe size. Put it like it. It it all just stinks. I, I'm I'm not I'm not totally blaming him for this. I just when you put it all together, and yes, to be fair, he was at maybe maybe I'm in my giant fan delirium. Not being <laughs> he was with the team. He wasn't absent. He wasn't on the practice field as much. He was. It was the cleat thing. He was there, but my cleat's not fitting. So I'm on the sideline. You're a rookie. You need to be in there. You need reps. Right, right. Well, he you also he also tested positive for COVID. He had COVID. He did come back. He right. So it was just he was in and out, in and out, in and out. And again, you are a rookie. You're in and out. Whether it's COVID or not, it's excusable or not. Don't expect more than 19. It's the NFL. You're not just gonna show up and be crowned the king of the offense. And so I have more of the problem with his post-game tweets than I do. Right, I'm right. okay with him 
easing into it, I guess. But it's just the whole jumble of it stinks. And I don't think he'd, he'd make that tweet on the Patriots. Th- thank you. And so that's my, my <laughs> over th- – that's where I'm going with this is a bottom five organization right now. Yeah. You've drafted bad – Gettleman, you have drafted bad character guys. Eli Apple, um, who was His the – draft not been great. They have Eli not- Apple, uh, who was the, uh, the other cornerback – was it last year, two years ago, involved in like a, a home break-in robbery with jewelry over a, a card game? You're drafting bad character guys. Cardarius Tony had question marks from Florida with um, gun charges being dismissed by the police in Florida to other stuff. There are question marks about Cardarius Tony liking his rap career better than his football career. It just is right now is a bottom five organization. Um, so can I talk about the Patriots a second? Well, I, I just, before we jump off this, Matt, I got to tell you the tone of the way, and it's typical of what you have to say about quote entitled athletes. So I, I'm not surprised, but I just, I just don't, I don't know. It just sounds, and you guys only supposed to be, the guy's only supposed to be there. The guy's only supposed to be their fourth best receiver. I agree. He he probably has an overinflated sense of self, but I mean, first of all, he's a wide receiver. 80% of the NFL wide receivers have an overinflated sense of self. I mean, that is the position where you have to deal with the outrageous personalities and the obnoxious personalities. I understand why this is why he's rubbing you the wrong way because you hate this type of player, but I get what you're saying. Let me me defend you. Uh, Joe, so Matt is a fan, and what he's reflecting right now is what fans reflect, which is like, you know, you really care about your team. So he's upset. So I, I, I buy that, you know, and it's not just Tony for sure. Right. I mean, if you're bottom five, you're bottom five. It's not one player. That well, let's, yeah, let's, let, let's, let's, let's do a second grade lesson here though, because when you're <laughs> upset, what do you teach your kids? You teach your kids to Bite have empathy for others and be quiet <laughs> and listen. And so like, you, you know, like you have to look at, you have to look at, try and look at things from Kadarius Tony's side and see, you know, and again, like I, I agree with you, the the path through the U- University of Florida probably did not lead him, you know, down the righteous, down the righteous way. But again, like it's a, I, I have empathy for him for having COVID. I have empathy for him for, you know, just being bad again, like a position where, you hate the draft. You want to get rid of the draft. I'm pretty sure he doesn't want to be with the Giants. I'm pretty sure he would rather be in Miami or Houston or somewhere or L.A. or somewhere warm. So, I mean, you've got well, it, I think, again, sort I mean, of. Joe, I get what you're saying, but I, I, I'm, I'm not disappointed in his lack of involvement or production. I don't I, I would expect a rookie to to learn a good organization and and it's not just the Patriots though, but a good organization, a well-run organization. I guess this is a, this is a criticism of Joe Judge. You've got to check those rookie egos at the door, and you've got to say you've got to earn it first. So well, this, this I'm is... confused though. Like you think, you, and you admit it. Like he is the fourth best receiver. Yeah, Are you okay yeah, yeah. with your fourth best receiver on your team spouting off? I just think this is bad for the organization. I think when the team has a loss like that, you have to you have to. They have to believe that some of that's coming. There's going to be some disgruntled, disgruntled player grumbling. The problem is if it's Daniel Jones 
or if it's you know somebody who's been around for six years you don't get the same you know you don't get the same pushback he's getting this because he's a rookie who really hasn't done much who hasn't hasn't been around but again i think you know you have to expect a certain amount of that after a loss like that and here you know it's the other thing that this is where joe judge's style hurts you in that not every player there are players out there who are going to absolutely not respond to that type of coaching he's obviously one of those players he's obviously unhappy with the situation mm-hmm. he's in but again he, you the one thing that Joe Judge's style is supposed to bring you is discipline and everyone buying in, but there are going to be players that don't buy in for for good reason. They're just personalities don't don't all work the same, and so either and and again, that's where it's Joe Judge and the organization's responsibility to adapt their behavior to accommodate this player, or don't draft them, like you said, or yeah, draft somebody else. Totally agree. I, yeah, and and that's it. So. Overall, like I know I, I spent a little time bashing Tony. It's not about him. The, this is a bottom five organization. They don't know who they are. How you don't recognize this is who our coach is. This is the path we want to go. There just is no rhyme or reason for it. And yeah, so, I've been watching the Jets do that for 30 years, man. I know. Welcome, and and welcome I've always, I, I, I know. And, and, and I've always felt, ah, you know, the Giants have a bad season, but they're the Giants. They're a competent organization. No, that's over. Giants, you, <laughs> family show, you're awful. Uh, you are a bottom five organization right now. I'm sorry. And you you, you had a, a Thursday night game on national TV when everybody was watching you and you, that's the product you put on the field. Poop, pooped yourselves. And, yeah. and, and it's just, you know, all this being said, you could have still won, but you didn't. You are a bottom five organization right now. Gettleman needs to be fired before their bye week. Done. You know, I don't know. Daryl, how does it feel to be privileged? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, like I feel pretty good about the Patriots loss, you know, but, but here's the thing. Belichick made a mistake. So Belichick, (gasps) (gasps) I mean, you know, no, I mean, but he's not, well, you know, it's, he's not perfect. And that's for sure. Um, but so what his mistake was, he he has, if a player fumbles, if a, if a runner fumbles in a Belichick coached game, he doesn't, he doesn't get on the field again. They had two runners. They had Damian Harris, who gained like 40 yards in the first quarter, um, ended up with 100 for the game. But, um, and the other guy was their rookie, their third round pick, uh, Stevenson, I think is his name. And um, on a six carry, he fumbled and that was it. He never came in the game again. And what happened at the end of the game was Damian Harris was gassed. He, his last two quarters or last, he just had nothing left and he fumbled. He probably wouldn't have fumbled if he wasn't worn out. If Belichick wasn't so stubborn, if he had let Stevenson handle the, the ball again. So yeah. I, I, I sort of think, I hope Belichick learns from that. I'm not yeah, sure. I have a question. Did uh, Stevenson go on to Twitter and, and complain no, about his no, lack of carry? No, of course not. Actually, no? Because oh. what would happen if he did? Because yeah. it's not a bottom five organization. They're not. I don't see. Because remember, what was Julian Edelman's sin many years ago was? I don't remember what it was. He joked. He made some sort of joke. Oh, and, that was Wes Welker about the foot fetch. Wes Welker, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the Rex Ryan. Oh, and he God. got, and, and he, got he didn't play the first quarter of a game that really mattered, you know, and he was their best receiver. Um, yeah. So, yeah. No, I thought that the, um, the Patriots look like they're going to be a pretty strong team. I mean, you know, maybe 10 wins if, if they think they'll be well. decent. Yeah. They'll be decent. That, I think you're going to. Go ahead, Joe. And then the quarterback, you got to feel good about the quarterback. It, it's tough to call that division, really, because you don't really know how good Miami's going to be. Buffalo, everyone thought they were going to be better, but they kind of stank last week. So we'll see how. Well, that was only one look. game, but you're yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I always I, I say that too. Like you got to wait till four games are mm-hmm. are through before you can actually right. start. Because also the team starts to settle out. The Steelers, right? Yeah. Again, and the Steelers you know, are a decent team. And, but that's a team too that you know, like I want to root for Tomlin, but I want to root against Roethlisberger. Like this, and so Roethlisberger's still there. Uh, yeah, yeah. Although this this, this could be it. Although he's he's not not declining terribly fast. This he's getting old though, and he's got a he's got a a, a high mileage body. You know, he's taking a lot of hits. So I think, uh, you know, and I I, <laughs> I know you don't want to hear a Brady mention, but you got to hand it to Brady. 44. He looks good. Do we have you know to do I mean? this every week? Do we have can we yes, can, can we have like a three week moratorium <laughs> on sucking Tom Brady's dog? Seriously. <laughs> all right. All right. Duke just got a top recruit. <laughs> Duke. God. Yeah. We're see if we can see what, what more vile subjects we can talk about. Okay, but here, no, here's how much well, more okay, hated one, we can be. One vile, one vile subject. 9-11. Our for all our former presidents, you know, like uh, Bush <laughs> went to went to Pennsylvania and made a beautiful speech, like a really beautiful speech, and he called out the um, the people that are talking about the big lie in his own party. But it was a beautiful speech, and and what did Trump do? He goes on Trill or whatever that is. They had the worst fight ever. Uh, it was a forty-eight-year-old, forty-eight-year-old Holyfield. Oh yeah, he's a yeah. great boxer, but he was forty-eight. He hadn't done anything. He got knocked out early in the first round in this pay-per-view thing. Trump and his son were the commentators on nine-eleven. I I I do that. I did, I don't have no idea where Holyfield had a fight. I don't. I, yeah, I uh, yeah, yeah. On, right. on Saturday on the eleventh, yeah, yeah. pay-per-view. Uh, a fight on yeah. on September 11th, and you, you have to think that the only people who bought that there's, there aren't, aren't any boxing fans buying that, right? Like that, those are just Trump no. fans that are that's and Trump just talked. He didn't like necessarily. He talked about how he likes boxers and all that stuff. Oh my God. I think I'd rather like, I think I'd rather talk about Tom Brady than Donald okay, Trump right now. Good, but uh, no, I think what we should talk about is well, first off, the U.S. Open ha- was tremendous. The mm-hmm. tennis, the women's final against the 18-year-old and a 19-year-old was as entertaining tennis as I've seen in a long time. And then the men's final, this Med Medvev, the Russian, was spectacular. He's just casual, standing back there with his racket, really loose, really. And he just killed the best player in the world. Um, so it was really, really a cool tournament. The, the, the steady flow of amazing young tennis players is like there's nothing really like it in any other sport it seems like every time the the generation the the dominant generation of players starts to get you know into their 30s and we start to see a little decline and there's this two-year period of oh no 
what's going to happen when, you know, McEnroe and Borg retire or when Steffi Groff retires. And then just like right as they're sort of fading out, there's always these new stars that come in who are, you know, 18, 19 years old. And that's exactly what we're seeing right now, which, you know, on the men's side, there's there's a lot of really dominant players who are kind of on the back end of their career. We're, We're watching the end of Serena Williams career and just now as as. Naomi Osaka starts to take over, and this open the final didn't have either one of them, and was still amazing. So it was still tremendous. Yeah, yeah this, uh, yeah, te- tennis is a lot of fun to watch right now. I, 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 I wish we we should talk more about it. We really should. Yeah, but we also should talk about baseball because this is a fun year for the uh, AL, for the Yankees and Red Sox and the AL East. It's um, you know, Toronto lost last night. So they're in third position, but they've been so hot. Um, I felt they were going to run away from the Yankees and Red Sox, but um, we'll see. But so anyway, there's three teams that are within a game of each other and they're, there's only two positions and those two positions play one game. So there's a very real possibility that the Red Sox and Yankees will play one game to get in the one game playoff. And then you know the thing is, if you actually get in the playoffs, it, you can go the whole way. It's it's um you know you got to be in there to play. So I think it's a very exciting year. And well, the, the A's in Seattle aren't really out of it either. They're only no, but the, there's the only A's are two games. games. The A's are eight, game, eight games left. But the A's are only two games behind the Yankees and the Red Sox. But you know, actually be, behind all three of the AL East teams in the loss column, that's what really yeah. that's what really counts. But like so. the Red Sox are playing Baltimore. Now the only thing is, I the, the Red Sox and Yankees finished with a three-game series, and that's pretty exciting. So see, I that's think what I was going to say because it could it be possible, and this would maybe be best-case scenario kind of thing. You guys know I um I, I don't like the one game. If you don't want to be in the one game playoff, win more games. More games. The wise oh, yeah. man said that many times. Oh, I, and, I, and, and, and the Yankees did underachieve this year, honestly. Right. However, is it possible, and Daryl, you kind of said it, is it, I'm trying to go through the math quickly. I'm looking at the remaining schedule, I, I, but I can't do the math this quick. Yeah, yeah. If it's possible where there is a tie for the second one-game playoff spot, so basically you have to do a play right. and play in. Are you following me? Right, sure. Right. <laughs> that could be a, a better case scenario for the sake that Let's use the Yankees as an example. The Yankees play a play-in with a, for the play-in, and they go with Garrett Cole in that first play-in. Then you have another play-in. Could you then, by the time your actual playoff series begins, come back with Garrett Cole? Is there does that allow for more time to rest him? So I don't that know what could if you get to it. I, I yeah. don't know what the what the rest days are. I think, I when think those, there's only like two days or something. I think I when that's the, when, when those games come, I think the one game playoffs are just bang, 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 one day, one one after the other. I don't know if the, the, right. there's any rest time. Right, and then I think the series thing. usually start like that next weekend. So and Daryl also the, the Yankees have 14 games left to play. So there's okay. There's I had that wrong. Okay. Yeah, there's so, yeah, there's. I guess, I guess the, the regular season. The Red Sox have three days off. They're gonna get to pitch um chris Sale three times they have 10 games left i think in their last 10 games um and i i have to say i'm a little mad at chris sale because he's he's out and proud about not getting a covid vaccine he's had covid twice but 
maybe he's protected now. I don't know. The Red Sox have 13 games left. They've got uh, two, two with the two more with the Orioles, two with the Mets, three with the Yankees, three more with the Orioles, and then they finish with the Nationals. Yeah. So the Orioles. So that's a that's a good schedule. The Orioles and the Nationals are not great teams. No, no, nor nor are the Mets really. Right. Not so, really much to worry about there. The Yankees have, let's see, um, two more with the in- Indians, three with Texas, three with the Red Sox, three with Toronto, and then three with Tampa. So the Yankees, wow. are, are they have a tougher run, but they also have, have more control of their own destiny. If they yeah. can win four out of these six against Toronto and Boston, then I, I feel pretty confident they'll be in. So Well, and Toronto lost yesterday, but they've been on this tremendous winning streak. Toronto is the team trending toward, you know, they're playing the yeah. best ball right now. Vlad Guerrero Jr. has been dominant. 46 now. home runs. Yeah, and, and, and I agree with you, Joe, 100%. They have the toughest road, but if they don't make it, nobody to blame but themselves. You can't, you know, you've got to win the games. And, and the Yankees just haven't, as of late, been doing that after that whatever what do you think there's problem has been this year is it pitching they're just so streaky they're so streaky Uh, you know i think i think they have a lot of holes i think you know gary sanchez at the plate the other day in that the game against the orioles two pass balls they the orioles win a game without getting a hit you know in that in the end of the game there why sounds like the red sox the red sox gary sanchez is still out there i don't know play higashioka uh, he's a better defensive catcher. So, well, is Gary know, hitting? Sanchez hitting? Yeah, but they're in the field. You're talking about the ninth inning. Put your best defensive players out True. there. Why is? Yeah. And and Aaron Boone came out and said the reason he was still there is because, um, you know, he didn't want to lose his bat if they needed it later. Dude, you ha- you have the lead. You got to win right. the game. Win first. the game. So, win the game. You know, I don't know. I. I yeah. So, but Yankees but it's. But you know what? Like, I was not a fan of this one-game thing, but this year I am. Because, for one thing, the Red Sox weren't expecting to do anything, and they are the worst fielding team in baseball. They give up, and they made this one great acquisition, Hunter Renfro. He's really, really a good player, but he has, like, 15 errors. You know, he's he's leading the outfield and Major League outfielders in errors. And they just, they're brutal. They're brutal in the field. So. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm just looking at Sanchez's numbers. He's he, again, the kind of player that, that you guys hate. He's kind of been all or nothing. His batting average is two Oh six, but his OPS yeah. is 741 because he's got 21 home runs. So, you know, he's, he's been productive. I wouldn't call it efficient. He's uh He's really been a disappointment, though, because he looked like he was going to be a superstar. He struck out 105 times in 402 plate appearances. Wow. He's he's not That's... my type of baseball player. I mean, no. I like the guy. He he like you said, he he can be productive, but he's inefficient. I thought he was trade bait maybe three years ago. You should have traded him three years right. ago. Too um, late now. But yeah, you're not getting anything for him now. Yeah. Well, if we could shift gears for a second and do a little. I want to ask you guys about college sports and, and COVID related stuff. Penn state has their annual whiteout game today. They're playing Auburn. Now colleges. And I think we agree by mandating 
their student athletes, I mean, or, or their fans in students. general, right? They're, they're, yeah. they're students. Their students right. are vaccinated because, well, we can't have you, we, we need you vaccinated. We need you vaccinated. We can't shut you down. But yet, let's pack a stadium in a whiteout game and jump on each other. Aren't these conflicting messages? We you're need outdoors. You're outdoors. You're outdoors. <laughs> but you could be, you can get it and pass it along if you're vaccinated. We know this. You're, you're going to be healthy. You're not going to die, but you're still going to be sick. You're still going to be quarantined. So the exact thing that universities were claiming, we need you vaccinated so you can be in class, so we can run our business, you can live in the dorms. That exact reason, yeah, but let's go to the football game. Aren't those conflicting messages? Well, I think you're at, so the question you're asking is, are there different standards for decisions decisions made with the academics in mind and general student population as when it, as, as to when it comes to athletics and yes, there absolutely are different standards and it's the way things have been going. It's very wrong. I totally agree, but I'm not, I'm 0% surprised by the fact that, especially considering that it's Penn state who we know maybe doesn't have the best institutional judgment. Because university and, and you know, we, it's just, it, and you look all over the place and there are just these conflicting messages of, of all this going on. It, it's COVID's here, but it's not here. And like in school, oh, you're a close contact, but we don't have any more. You don't have to keep kids socially distant, but if they're not socially distant, you're sending healthy kids home for two weeks to quarantine and they're missing school, but school's so important. We've got to be in it. Well, and to bring it closer right. to home to, for you guys, the UMass coach came out after they banned tailgating and students did it anyway off campus. The coach came out and said, oh, well, I really hope they let the kids tailgate this weekend. Really? Really? That's really right. what your messaging is going to be? I mean, and the thing is, they actually did a little better against BC. Um, and the freshman quarterback had a good second half. But um, I agree. You're right. I mean, it's like. And but and sorry, not to cut you off there, but it's like. No, that's okay. This is, I know we bash people who are unvaccinated, but this is the reason why some people are still like, I don't need to be vaccinated. Right. If there's already a distrust in government, and we talked about that last week, right? There's, there's a distrust in government and, and there's a distrust in, 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 in pharmaceuticals. Hey, if it's that serious, then why are you packing a stadium? Why are you encouraging a bunch of college kids to get drunk and jump around each other? Why are you and doing spit, that? that and, you know, and so and this yeah. is why though. I mean, like we, we can bash all these and, and you can say everything you want, but this is why, this is why well, people are still, I don't have to get vaccinated. I don't want to, I don't trust them. I'm not putting that in my body for whatever reason. It's their choice. And, and you know, and, it's just, it's frustrating. Yeah. The um, swamp, the University of Florida uh, field is uh, sold out for a game with Alabama. Alabama's coming to town. I'm actually going to bet on Florida because I think with a full house, they'll probably, you know, cover the spread. Honestly, I'm, hey, I'm, I'm betting. We'll see. Good but, um, yeah. But the thing is, so I used to live uh, on Northwest 23rd Avenue. Um, so 23 blocks away from the stadium on Saturday, I could hear the audience loud 23 blocks away. So the home field does make a difference, but I agree with you, Matt. It's, it's, um, 
you know, I'm going to be interested to see what happens in Massachusetts. I've already bought my season tickets for the basketball team, but how many people are going to go to the games? Are they going to have spacing? Are they going to, not that UMass is ever going to fill up again. Yeah, they you'll finally... be safe. there'll be plenty of space there. <laughs> right. But it won't, you're saying, but it won't be because they, they mandate it. Yeah. It'll be you know because, what I mean, though, yeah. but like, it's just, it's all conflicting messages. And, and yeah. like for me, I, as, as a teacher, and I don't want to air too much of my stuff here on the radio, but, you know, you, you tell me it's, it's so important, and, and I'm not, I'm, I want to choose my words carefully here. It is important to be vaccinated. Um, Period. It, Period. It is. Yeah. But at the same time, it would be just as important not to have a whiteout game and, and pack, like, you know what I mean? And so, I, yeah. but I also feel it, it's people's choice. And, and if it was, if it was that big of a deal, if it was that catastrophic, you know, because you don't even know who is unvaccinated. Well, Matt, it'll be, be a fever stadium today. It'll be in, interesting. To see, it'll be interesting to see what the COVID statistics are from these places that have big games. See if there well, is. But in colleges, I, sorry, Joe, you go ahead and then and go ahead. Well, I was just say what I've come to expect as you know from being vaccinated is that. I, it's not going to keep me from contracting the virus. It's going to keep me from getting as sick as I got last time, essentially. Right. So mm -hmm. I don't, I, I don't feel the same apprehension when I'm out in public in a group that I don't, that can't vouch for the the vaccination status of everyone. And the thing is, too, at these games, we we're talking just about the students, but the students make up. 10 to 20 percent of the crowd at these games the rest of the college stadiums are filled with alumni and, and people from town like the even even at texas and penn state and you know i've been to three or four games at penn state and they they you know they have the same student section as everyone else and the rest of the crowd is 70 year old alumni and so you're talking about a a, a, a wide spectrum of at risk you know different risk risk factors yeah, no, I agree. I everything you said, I agree with. But that's what I mean. Like, if you were that worried about the, your your students' health, and and mandating that they all get vaccinated before they can go to your college, social you distancing college, you is have part to of be it. vaccinated. Yeah. But yet now, hey, I'm encouraging you to pack our stadium, and I don't even know who's vaccinated in it. Well, but I I'm encouraging now, you to go to our stadium and support our football team. And I don't so, know what Penn State's doing, but I know a lot of places are mandating vaccinations. It's not just athletic events. It's, you know, concerts. Concerts, and, yeah. Any sort of mass gathering now, you have to either show uh, a negative PCR test or a Within the last week. Within or a proof of vaccination, week, yeah. 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 But we all know you can still have it. You could be asymptomatic. You could be, you could get a false. I'm, I'm just saying, it's just, it's all, to me, it's all, it, it's, What's what makes people happy on Monday is not the same thing that makes people happy on Tuesday. Well, and, and I, what we need too is for both of those things to continue happening for two more months for people right, to get right. vaccinated and avoid right. crowds, and then right. we'll be done with it instead of right. 
Matt's It'll proposal be, right. that we just keep rolling with COVID every year for the right. next 50 years. No, the, the, no the, I'm, I, when did I say that? Well, no, no, you, no, no, you no. said you said before that you were that you sort of accept that COVID's now the flu that we're that's going to be around forever that we're going to have to get yeah 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 but I, every yeah, year. Meaning, but the flu isn't life threatening for most people. Right, the right. Flu, and we can, you know, and we can make COVID go away. That's the thing. Yes, I, I, yes. I think. If right. we we could be disciplined about it, you know what we need? We need to get Joe Judge to run the country, and then we'll sure. all be perfectly disciplined. <laughs> I don't ever remember saying that. Let's roll with don't, COVID don't, for, don't for the rest of my life. Oh, I don't ever. Man. But I also, no, no, but I also no, no. feel like, hold on. I also don't want to be ten years from now, a year from now, dealing with. Well, it's the sixth wave of COVID. Well, it's right. it's, it's a new so, it's a new this. Oh, we so now it's a new strain of this. Now it's a new so strain. push vaccination. I, and and like I. I've never said don't get vaccinated. I've never yeah, said that. Push it, push it. But push it. It's also, oh, but then don't have a white Like don't. I just it's conflicting. No, yeah, I don't, it's yeah, conflicting. It is confusing to me. In um, school as a teacher, it's well. I don't have to keep kids separated. If I'm outside in, in PE, there are zero zero policies for me in PE. I can literally. Well, not indoors, not indoors. If I'm outside. So that's what I mean. If I'm outside, kids can sneeze all over each other. It's no big right. deal. There'll never be a close contact because they're outside. They can sneeze all huh. over each other. They're never right. a close contact. But right. the second they step inside the building, they become the close contact. Well, if they're, if they're running into each other, yes. And they're indoors, yes. And if they have their mask off, yes. Yeah. But it, but outside, kids are unmasked, and it's because it's and safe. they can sneeze all it's over me. Safe. I will right. never be. The, I the never get noticed. Goes into the atmosphere, man. It goes into the, <laughs> the germs you know, just vanish magically. No, but they don't. There's not. It's it's rarely concentrated enough. Like when you're in, like they follow early what happens to people's sneezes and and things, and they in inside in an enclosed environment. They hang around for a long time. Outdoors, they don't. I think a lot of this still is is still just guesswork, right? Because we don't really we haven't done the science to really know That's what true. the difference right. in transmission, right. indoor, outdoor, respir no, respiratory and you're seeing, drops, or that with the booster. Because the truth is, I should I should get a booster. I probably will because it, in a month it'll be six months since my last. I'm over seventy with complications, so I'm in. I'm in line, and I must say that I'm really nervous being in a classroom this year. But, you know, I am vaccinated, so I feel somewhat protected there. Daryl, so. are you getting – I know, like, you, you didn't want to let go last year because things were so screwed up. Are you right. getting any more satisfaction out of things, or are they still kind of really screwed up? It's, uh, it's like – you know, it's better. It's still not – great but it's better and the thing is i take my kids outdoors every day yeah and you know and so yeah for I, another month yeah for another month till it's 15 uh you know i'm still pretty good about getting outside in the in the winter too we we sled you know we we really oh, have nice. fun yeah yeah oh. so, um, Speaking so of sled, yeah can i diverge just for the last five minutes hey well wait a minute why don't you ever talk about car racing anymore I, I'm really surprised because it's it's been the seasons are winding down. It's been really fascinating. I want to talk about something. We can talk about that next week because there's a lot going on. But I want to talk about. Have you guys seen Citizen Kane? I know this is like one of the yes. Greatest, 
Okay, so, so I had never seen this movie, and of course you hear it's on wow. every list of the best yeah. movies. So f I made a point to watch it the other night, and I bring it up because you mentioned sledding, and the, the whole twist is that Rosebud right, is a right, sled. Right. And maybe, maybe knowing that ruins the whole movie, but that was the dumbest, and maybe again, like I'm, the, my 1941 sensibility is off, but weird, fragmented not really very compelling, no compelling characters in it. it was just not a very, I just didn't like it. Am I a bad person for not liking Citizen Kane? No, you're not a bad person, but it's a great movie. Oh, why? What, 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 <laughs> what makes this great, Daryl? Because it was, it was groundbreaking. Um, Orson Welles, who did the, um, he did that radio broadcast that freaked yeah, people yeah. out. Uh, War of the World. Worlds, yeah, yeah. You know, and then uh, his first two movies, just it really changed movie making a lot. And uh, no, I found um, Citizen Kane because the other, the other thing is too, it's a story of Howard Hughes, and Howard Hughes back way back, like you guys, Howard Hughes may mean nothing to you, but he oh, was. I, lo I love this guy's story. Yeah. He was the Donald Trump, the uh, <laughs> Nicki Minaj of the uh, 60s and 70s and, and 40s and 50s. And he was this mystery man. Nobody knew anything about him. Um, you know, well, so are you uh, so, saying that you saying that Charles Kane is Howard Hughes? Yes. The movie came out yeah. 20 years before Hughes became a public figure. No, I think he. I well, maybe I've got it wrong, but I think he was no. I think it definitely is about him. I thought he was alive, but you know what? I have been wrong by decades before, so it well, won't be the first time. Howard Hughes would have been thirty-six. Yeah, he was rich and out. mysterious. Exactly, he was rich and mysterious. It was about him. He built the Spruce Goose in nineteen forty-seven, so that was long after the movie. But he he was no, he wasn't the movie forty-nine. No, 41, I think. 41? Oh. Uh, hang on, let me look that up, too. Yeah. Thank, thank right the on. Lord my internet's working again. 1941, <laughs> yeah. 41, yeah. yeah. So, so it, I guess, yeah, yeah it, he would have been like a young, this would have been like pre-apprentice Donald Trump. This would have been like casino Donald Trump. Right. Interesting. Right. And you know, it's funny, too, because if they made this movie in 2020, it just would have been a documentary. There wouldn't have been this veiling of it. They would have just done a... You know, like the DeLorean thing that's on Netflix now, which is amazing, by the way, if you guys really, are really about that one at all. Yeah. But OK, I see now that's funny, knowing that there's some historical tie to it makes me a little more interested. Although, I mean, this is sort of the beginning of Howard Hughes. Right. But um, he was he was an enigma. People were so curious about him because he didn't tell anybody anything. It was, you know, and here he was, the richest person in in the country. Um, so he was a uh, he was very fascinating. It was it was pre social media. There wasn't that much stuff going on. People read newspapers, listened to listened to Walter Cronkite. It was a different uh, time. Yeah, and you know he had some he had some um, connections to Nixon and and the Watergate break in too. Like yep. he was yep. he was sort of in a little bit of everything. Wouldn't be surprised to find out that he had something to do with. Kennedy's assassination too, <laughs> or the faking or the faking of the moon landing right now. Uh, you know what? I'm very happy that we've uh, 
pretty much uh, ignored conspiracy theories today. It makes me feel good. <laughs> For the most part. <laughs> For the most part. Um, all right. So we're getting we're getting wound down. What else? So uh, Texas is not doing so good in, in football, Joe. Oh God! They, well, they look great week one, and then you know as it's a big, big, big game for them. They gotta, they gotta win this game today. So. Well, they're, I mean, they're, I think they're, they're sunk anyway. They lost to Arkansas. They're, you know, they're certainly their, their um, hopes of playoff contention are, are over. But, but, but on the flip side, uh, Oregon looks really good. Oh really? Oh yeah. good. Oh yeah, yeah. They had, a, they had a, a huge win last week. In case you weren't paying attention. No, no, they Ohio they, State. Ohio yeah. State in Ohio State. Yeah. Which doesn't happen very often. Yeah, so the Oregon's up to number four, which, you know, again, we'll see. You know, expectations can sink teams that were otherwise on a, on a good path, so we'll see. Matt, are you following any college teams? Uh, no, no. I mean, I'll, I'll probably pay more attention later on in the season. It's, it's always early. I love the early upsets. I like Oregon. Um, I, I, I may be boycotting the NFL after sitting through that game on Thursday night, Matt. <laughs> I did. I did that for you. Those three hours were for right. you. It was brutal. Right. I, I don't know well, why I do it. Yeah, <laughs> no, listen, it's it's great being a fan. And listen, that was that was a that was a fun show today. And thanks a lot for listening to Sports Plus. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks, Have everybody. A week, everyone.